Welcome to The Redesign, the podcast in which we create the very best versions of everyday things. I'm Tom. I'm podcast voice activated Eric. Is that like activated charcoal? Yeah, it is. It's like very, there's like black stuff coming out all all over the place. It's really gross. Cool and great. It's awful. So uh, before receiving today's project from our stakeholders, let's evaluate uh, Canoe 2.0. Have I become sunburned? Am I not eating hot wings? Have I drowned? No, no, and no. So great success. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, not with that attitude. (laughs) (laughs) So our new undertaking comes to us courtesy of friend of the show, Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. And this is perhaps... You sounded like you were about to I say was like something. like a sharp intake of breath. This is perhaps the perfect time to record this episode. So as we record this, the, the weather is blossoming into the fulsome and heady warmth of spring, and a young man's thoughts turn to romance. Right, Eric? Sharp intake of breath. So... Our project today is to improve that most very sincere expression of collegial affection, boxed chocolates. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So let's start from the very beginning. Uh, Chocolate. Is it good? Sure. Sure. Good. Sure. Sure. It's, um, but, but that's not what we're here for. We're not here for good. I mean, we're here to do good. Mm-hmm. But but good is the enemy of uh, great. Okay. Oh yeah, it is. It is. That is the saying. Great. Yeah. So I want I want to establish some some ground rules <laughs> right right off the bat that white chocolate and milk chocolate are garbage. Oh, white chocolate is not even chocolate. Correct. It contains no cacao. Wait, does it? I don't know. But like, it's not. It's not the thing that. Chocolate is brown because it has it's. I mean, chocolate capital C chocolate is brown because small C chocolate is brown. Uh, I'm no chocolate scientist, but that sounds right. Cho- chocologist, chocoholist? No, that's a different. Field. That's that's a different kind of thing. It's a, more of a psychology or some thing. kind of uh, terrible addiction. So yeah, um, what I'm getting at is that we should aim to. Uh, enable the darkest chocolate possible you know currently with our with our current technology that tops out at 100 percent. yeah yeah that that always seemed like a just an arbitrary barrier mm-hmm. we, we gotta chuck jaeger this we gotta blast bust through in a like a little tiny experimental uh chocolate thing and ride it through smashing through the um choco barrier exactly uh it, it, we're, we're like um the the Zephram Cochran of chocolate exactly exactly and who knows who we might meet so I think we should aim to have at least two hundred percent dark chocolate if not more that's that's ambitious even for I mean I know we just we we were just being all you know excited about this but two hundred percent well I mean you know reach for the stars and and uh, the second half of that saying right um, so how does that even work. Um, it's like you you go to the store and you buy one uh, chocolate, but they give you two of them. I mean, that's the very literal interpretation <laughs> of of two hundred percent dark chocolate. What I'm thinking is somehow, uh, and you know, we can we can leave this to the the uh, the eggheads downstairs. Right. But like, 
the the very essence of chocolate itself you know the 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 cocoa solids and so on mm-hmm. we figure out how to concentrate those probably through some kind of uh, shrinking technology and so each chocolate would contain twice as much chocolate that's that would be yes another another way is that if you know like you know theoretical maximums you know 100% it's like there's nothing else but chocolate right Mm-hmm. To go past that, when you if you have something like a hundred, let's say a hundred or a two hundred percent chocolate, it converts anything it touches into chocolate up to the volume of the original chocolate. So it's like the ice nine of chocolate. Yes, exactly. It just be, it just absorbs it adsorbs things. Okay. Into chocolate cho- chocolicity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's sort of like a, a viral chocolate. Yeah, yeah. It's like the um it's like venom, but chocolate. Um so you, you have to be very, very careful. You have to um hold it with chocolate lined gloves in order for it not to hurt you or like not to, you know, turn you into chocolate. Mm-hmm. Or every chocolate is now suspended in some kind of like magnetic levitation bottle. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But that I mean that would kind of cause havoc as you were eating it. It would Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, obviously some, some further study is required, but I, I like where your head is at. Maybe it's only for baking and, and you just, you just like put in, you know, whatever, uh, ingredients. Maybe it's, it's like, um, for economical baking, uh, where you, you, the rest of your ingredients don't really matter as much cause they're just going to turn into chocolate anyway. Mm-hmm. So you, you, if you want to make a brownie, you have like one part chocolate, like 200% chocolate nibs or whatever. Um, and then like that amount of other ingredients doesn't really matter. It doesn't have to be high quality or anything because it's just going to turn into the chocolate anyway. Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm eating a brownie and I can literally make it by, by, uh, combining 200% chocolate and just like, you know, a pile of sawdust or whatever I'm, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, it's like King Midas, but chocolate. Well, I guess we'll see how that turns out, but I'm very excited by this technology. Yeah, it's, um, it's going to be amazing. So what I want to get into uh, in in the box o chocolates uh, oeuvre is mm-hmm. the fillings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't mean that I literally want to get into them, but you know, who knows? Right, and they might give you fillings later. It's possible. Yeah. Sort of like a, a, a cool double meaning. That's right. Cool only for your dentist. Yeah, um, it's a cash cow. But, you know, typically it's your your fruit or like marzipan or, or caramel, to which I say, no thanks, uh, <laughs> chocolate industry. Like, like try harder, man. Mm-hmm. So, like, just, you know, off, off the old dome, I'm thinking some more sort of uh, punchy flavors that, that we never typically see in the confectionery industry, like... Durian. Well, okay, but that's still fruit. True. So so yes, absolutely. But literal like, sawdust. Yeah, I you know I was still thinking about food, but oh, okay, y- you okay. you've opened an avenue that I think uh, we could explore. But like yes. you know some something that's very has its own flavor, but perhaps could be complemented by being added to chocolate, like a like a really good Greek salad. Oh yeah, or a, a butter chicken. Uh huh. Well, I mean, chicken chicken already goes with chocolate. Uh, in in L- Latin America, mole. Yes, 
Um, so, so that's that's what I'm getting at. Like, let's yeah. uh, throw open the doors here. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the Greek salad definitely. There's a lot of there's a lot of onions. Um, there's uh, there's the feta cheese, of course, cucumbers, mm-hmm. um, all of which you know not traditional chocolate uh, pairings, but I feel like you know the sky's the limit with this. Like we we could really we could really do that. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, perhaps there's a uh, textural concern in that your chocolate might be a little, uh, I guess, lumpy is is the word. But if, I mean, if, if you're enrobing, you know, like an olive and a chunk of feta and like sure. a piece of, of tomato or whatever. Sure. But but like, it's not like it's not like chocolate truffles have like the whole fruit inside them. It's usually a jelly or some kind of, you know, okay. thing. So so all you need is a blender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I think we can take some cues from uh, molecular gastronomy. Yes. The best kind of gastronomy. I agree. Yes. What if a Greek salad froth or oh, gel boy. was inserted into yeah. the chocolate? And so yeah. you, you bite into it and, of course, it just sort of explodes into your mouth in, in sort of an unpleasantly organic way and... <laughs> Uh, there you go. It's like like a like an alien egg, exactly, exactly, like a starburst, except worse, except better. As, as if anything could be worse than a starburst. Imagine that. Imagine it. Mm-hmm. Wait, like, wait, wait. Starburst is not the no. That's not. It's not starburst. It's gushers. Gushers is what I'm talking about. We'll we'll go back and edit that. It's all good. So yeah, like just sort of a a gel filled sack. That's been covered in 200% chocolate. Right. And so the, it's going to be a really interesting taste sensation because you have the, the you know, feta-flavored gel that is also simultaneously, as you bite into it, uh, being transmuted into chocolate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Oh, that's an experience. Mm-hmm. And it only happens when you bite into it because it breaks that barrier. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Amazing. Amazing. That's so, it's so, you know, a, a lot of food kind of skimps out on the temporal aspect of eating. You know, there's like, you see the food in front of you and you pick it up and uh, there's there's all these aspects. So you see it, you smell it, uh, it looks, you know, looks and smells uh, ostensibly good. And you, you pick it up and, or you put it on your fork and you put it in your mouth and there's there's definitely like there's a clock that starts going when you put the food in your mouth that's like t equals zero and then like you know for the next five or ten seconds that that's like a whole that's a whole hero's journey that's ready to happen you know there's there's like rising action falling action there's potentially a climax and there's you know it's a i think more foods could stand to um, explore that space and so, like having a multi-stage thing within each bite, that the and and the like effect of the transmutation of the chocolate, um, of the the like subsuming the other stuff, mm-hmm. all that happening in your mouth is just just an experience. Well, you know, I, I wasn't going to go down this route, but I think you've raised a really interesting uh, avenue to explore, which is that uh, most food as we know it hues very closely to the uh, arrow of time as described by physics. And yes. I'm wondering if we can, you know, as long as we're already sort of in a in a 200% dark chocolate world. Right. Reverse entropy. Well, you know, if we can explore some, you know, causal 
violations in our food. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that's really interesting. You know, if, if you find that you have already eaten the food and then you have to locate it or else, you know, there's some sort of terrible time paradox. Right, right. You you just kind of pop out of existence if you mm-hmm. if you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that was that was delicious. Um, uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, future. Yeah, the the future embodiment of yourself. That that would that that opens up a whole a whole litany of things. Yeah, or, I mean, or, well, it will, or <laughs> it did will it. it will have done yet yet. Um, now later, I mean, this, this is, I think, uh, you know, if, if, if we're sort of considering the interpersonal and emotional aspect of, of chocolates, this is really quite something like, uh, you know, I, I care for you enough to give you a, 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 a food item that, uh, violates, uh, causality. And, you know, <laughs> there's, there's, there's something really exciting about that. Th- like this. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I just like, you know, I, it's, I think there's, there's a, uh, level of relationship that we should all aspire to where you're willing to destroy physics to, uh, give someone a gift. Sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, I was, I was just thinking like, you know, as a gift, box chocolates are, um, their, their quality of box chocolates aside, they're a gift that, um, ostensibly a person would like and something that they definitely wouldn't get themselves. And that, mm-hmm. that to mm-hmm. me is like what, what a good gift should be. But also there's, there's this idea of like, um, we were talking about causality uh, and like, you know, cause and effect and all this stuff. Box chocolates is, are also potentially an avenue for, you know, like apology box, box chocolates, an apology gift mm-hmm. is something that is like, you know, if you suspect some, someone of having done wrong, uh, and then you receive chocolates. You're you're already thinking about this uh, potential future or past uh, causal, you know, relationship that that may have happened. You you get these chocolates, and it's like, oh, what'd you do? And so yeah. we could explore that. It's it's like you know, with these, the apology chocolates could be like, oh, what will you do? Mm-hmm. It's like pre precog chocolates, pre pre chogs, precoglets. I think pre-chugs was yeah yeah All right. very good. We're getting into the territory where we need to be also considerate of uh, dinosaurs. Pardon me, dinosaurs. Sure, uh, of course. As as with all of our projects, and uh, you know, I think to that end, the uh, chocolates 2.0 need to probably come with a warning in that you should only release one a day perhaps from its uh, containment mm-hmm. unit mm-hmm. because if you eat the whole box uh you may indeed uh find yourself in the mesozoic era right yeah yeah it's just too much um yeah but there will always be you know temporal thrill seekers who are trying to you know figure out what their line is and they'll overstep and it's just a problem yeah, so I guess, you know, with, with that in mind, we've been talking a lot about the the chocolates themselves, uh, but not a lot about the box. True. And I think my my issue with, with chocolates uh, 1.0 is that there's there's almost too much choice. You know, there's the there's the little map and it tells you where everything is and what kind of flavor you're about to experience. Mm-hmm. And that 
you know, that removes a lot of the excitement, I think, from the whole experience is like someone has has perhaps thoughtfully or apologetically provided me with this little tray of delicacies. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I know exactly what I'm getting. There's sweet nugs, those those sweet, sweet nugs. But but I, I know like it's it's all predetermined. Right. And uh, I'm thinking there's perhaps some other form factors uh, that we could uh, introduce to the world of chocolates that make this a much more uh, thrilling experience aside from the the effects of the chocolate itself. Uh, So one like low tech, uh, one one thing that doesn't stray very far from the traditional box chocolate is like people, I I don't know how if people really consider this uh, box chocolate, but really the, the ultimate like delivery innovation of uh, advent calendars is uh, comes to mind mm-hmm. where it's like you know you're on this schedule and it's like it's not it's not so much your choice i mean they're all the same all the chocolates are the same in an advent calendar but they don't have to be they could be like a regular uh, boxed assortment of chocolates and you get one a day or you know depending on how how, how much impulse control you have maybe more than one a day but you get the the prescribed one for that day, and then you could even like you know uh, spread that out over over you know a month or so or whatever, um, and have and just kind of tell a story through like I'm I'm all about the um, the narrative arcs, and so you could just start individually, um, or you you could start the whole month like by eating a chocolates that kind of ramp up in flavor or texture or, or some other quality and, and just have something really exciting, uh, like come to fruition. And then within each chocolate, it has that temporal aspect as well. So it's kind of like a fractal, like self-similarity thing going on. Uh, that really, that really, um, I dig that. Yeah. I think there's something really fun we could play with around the idea of a calendar and also the atemporal nature of, of chocolate 2.0. Oh yeah. Like you eat, you know, you'd still open the the little container or the the compartment and eat, eat a chocolate every day, but you don't get to experience uh, that chocolate until like the reverse. two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. Oh, or <laughs> you know, you if it's for a month, like uh, you know, we're starting we're starting uh, May soon, so you eat a chocolate on May first, but you yes. don't get to experience that chocolate until the end of the month. But the oh. the chocolate you ate at the end of May. Uh, is, 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 is the, the one, one that you, you taste. taste oh oh man i love it <laughs> this is Sorry. the best this is the best chocolate it's really good um now i i i think let's not uh just settle on our first idea even though it's extremely good indeed um i wanted to think about like other ways to sort of raise the stakes in terms of of uh experiencing a chocolate and I think one of them is is how dangerous it feels. Ooh, I'm listening. And so uh, instead of a box, what if the chocolates, uh, in fact, came in uh, like a magazine uh, that fits into some kind of chocolate gun? Oh, oh, I, I thought, okay. Uh, no, yes, I, that I kind of mag. Yeah, got it. Yep. Got it. Yeah, a mag. <laughs> still, still the same. It's just this <laughs> shortening the same word. <laughs> Yeah, but I I said it in a cool way. Oh, in a like an aggressive way. Yes. Yeah. Got it. And then rather than just picking one out and eating it as uh-huh. as you would with uh, normal chocolates or chocolates 1.0, uh you in fact have them fired into your mouth. Mhm. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And then when you've emptied the magazine, uh, the gun itself is also made of chocolate, and you can eat that. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like there are regulations that would uh, that would have to you know change in order for that to happen, but. I mean, there's there's other there are other delivery methods like other projectile delivery methods like a trebuchet, mm-hmm. um, like a or or a catapult, which you know is it's the same thing. And yeah, then, and then we get like a million hate mails from. Yeah, don't don't at me, medieval warfare <laughs> enthusiasts. <laughs> are they, I I can like I mean a trebuchet's got to be a subset of a catapult. I'm sure this discussion has happened uh, a million times over online there's that you could uh hire someone to throw it into your mouth i Mm. I enjoy that activity once in a while as long Mm -hmm. as the thing is small enough and the stakes are low enough like it's something that there's a lot of like popcorn Mm -hmm. so it's not like high stakes i think i choke under the pressure (laughs) (laughs) that i didn't i didn't mean to make that joke until i was already making it and so uh, the delivery wasn't as you know uh you know chef's kiss as it usually is I mean, the, the subject of this podcast aside, I very much appreciate uh, the use of chef's kiss as an adjective. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Yeah, there's there's a lot of methodologies. Uh, I Although I do, having having sort of explored this space, I think the, the uh, reverse advent calendar, there's something really nice about that. Mm-hmm. The prevent calendar. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, what have we missed? We've we've uh, removed the the map. It's now just a, a temporal free for all. Um, the 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 chocolates themselves, of course, are just uh, stunning works of of uh, artifice in the culinary space. Mm-hmm. Is there is there something around the delivery of of chocolates in that you know normally you just go to a store and buy it and then just give it to someone. And I think there's always like the, like, oh, a box of chocolates. Thank you. Right. But what if there was mystery involved in it? Like Ooh. it just showed up Ooh. at your, at your, you know, house or, or at, apartment at your or doorstep. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a, like a baby in a basket. Cause that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. If, if movies uh, have taught us anything that happens yes. quite often. All, all the time. Everyone's doorsteps are just lousy with babies. <laughs> uh-huh and then maybe you just never know where they come from no but then the 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 flavor experience that you get is comprised of savory clues Mm. as to the person's identity so you would have to that it's a puzzle it's a taste puzzle i love that Mm -hmm. i love that that part of the experience of it is is on you the the eater of the chocolates to mm-hmm. like decode the the mystery yeah it's um that there's so many possibilities i feel like um taste is is relatively unexplored in in terms of the senses yeah there's like what what happened on on this uh hercule poirot mystery but it's always just someone looking for clues that's yeah, no and it's no, always on the tip of their tongue and it's never someone tasting for clues yeah i mean if it was a if it, if it was like a, a cop duo detective duo thing um it would be taste buds so 
how are we going to bring this to market? I think in in many ways it becomes the ultimate gift because it's like the the experience of chocolate 2.0 uh, is obviously just sort of uh, sort of a, al- almost an eldritch uh, abomination unto itself, mm-hmm. but then you get to figure out who sent it by tasting their, you know, mind That's, clues within the chocolates yes, themselves. Yeah. And so, like, I think the, the marketing campaign is either going to need to be extremely oblique or just very to the point. Um, I, uh, if, if we, if we take this like mystery detective aspect and just shift it over into murder mystery territory, mm-hmm. um, and where you're just trying to solve a crime, it could be chalk outline mm-hmm. or chalk, chalk line. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's all I got. I'm wondering if there's, I mean, you, you. Put forth the suggestion pre-chogs earlier, which uh, I thought there was something around the the temporal nature of uh, 200% dark chocolate that that's really like suggests the experience that you're about to have. Yeah, chalk chalk that up to my brilliance. But are we really truly exploring that space? I mean, pre-chogs is one thing, but there's like... uh, I think we're chock-a-block with ideas. Have we have we really you know hit on all of the time travel memes that exist within popular culture as they pertain to chocolate? Um, chalk to the future. Yeah, eh, it's not great. Um, time chalk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, um, no, that's not good. It's like uh, it's a race against the chalk. I mean. There's what other what other chocolate things are there? There's like um those milk chocolate. That's I mean it's just milk and chocolate. Um I don't uh, yeah, I don't know. What other Well, I mean, let's maybe we're approaching this from the wrong angle. What are the existing chocolate marketing aspects? And the only one I can think of is pot of gold. Oh yeah. Like if you ask me to name any other brand of box chocolate. There's Gillian. I loved those as a kid. Those those are quite good. The little shells. Mm. Okay, but that doesn't help us. But like pot of gold uh, is already tied into the the mythical aspect mm-hmm. of chocolate, and I'm wondering if there's like, hmm, um, yeah, like does that whole rainbow thing? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I mean, we could we could just appropriate some other cultural <laughs> thing <laughs> and, and use that like. Uh, Norse something sure Milkanir yep Um, it's a bit it's extremely oblique but sure yeah yeah you know I guess our our working title of pre-chogs is that's yeah we'll we'll see what we do and uh, we can report back next time yeah absolutely I mean we may have already committed a crime (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean we 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 may be in time prison by the next episode. Who, who, right, who even correct. knows? Or by the previous episode. Yeah, it's it's uh, quite possible that the effects of this episode will will ripple, ripple backwards yeah. in time. Yeah, indeed. I'm glad we both said ripple. <laughs> that's <laughs> yep. the important verb when you're dealing with time travel. It is great. I, I think that's good. I'm very excited to have had Will invented this. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. We were really thinking outside the box chocolate. If there are things in your life that need to be redesigned, we want to hear about it. You can find us online at www.theredesign.design or on Twitter at The Redesign Cast. And you can also email us with your redesign ideas. We'd love to hear from you and solve your everyday thing problems. And you can find the email link for that on our website. If you enjoyed this podcast, we would also love it if you left a comment or star rating on iTunes or shared it with a friend. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.